0: morning. morning. Welcome to St. Paul's and welcome to those who are worshiping and visiting with us this morning. The world is a dangerous place. There is hostility out there toward Christianity. There's temptation toward apathy or falling away from the Lord. There's all kinds of dangers out there, yet we have an ascended Savior, Jesus, who prays for our protection. That's what our service will be about this morning as we listen to the different songs and sing them and the scripture readings. We'll follow along with the order of service as it's printed out for you in the worship folder, beginning with our opening hymn, 419. Risen and ascended, Lord, you now pray for us at the throne of the Father. Keep all those whom you love in your name, O Lord, that they may be one even as you and the Father are one. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Stephen realized the dangers of this world firsthand. After teaching about Jesus and spreading the gospel, many didn't like that. The Jewish leaders didn't like it at all. Hearing about their sin and hearing about Jesus, they stoned him to death. But Jesus, from God's right hand, was watching over Stephen. Stephen got to see him in glory and be with him in glory. First lesson from Acts chapter 7. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, They were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. This is the word of our God. We sing Psalm 124 together. lesson for today, taken from 1 John chapter 4, serves as the basis for our sermon. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. This is the word of our God. Please stand. The gospel for this morning is according to John chapter 17. Here Jesus, as our high priest, prays for our protection. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name that you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, so that the scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. This is the gospel of the Lord. Lord Please be seated for our hymn of the day, 359. Mercy and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, our great High Priest. Amen. God's word we focus on for our sermon today is from the second lesson. We focus especially on verses 17 and 18. Let me read those again. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Do you think the Apostle John struggled with fear? His brother James was arrested by King Herod and put to death by the sword just to appease and make the Jews happy. John himself was persecuted by the Jewish leaders. He was flogged for the name of Jesus. He was driven into exile on a desolate island because of his testimony of Christ and the word of God after year after year went by, and John heard about still another one of the disciples being stoned or crucified or beheaded until John was the only one left of the original disciples, when would his turn come? In their older age, men oftentimes struggle with the burden of the sins of their youth or the failings of the rest of their life, At any time, as we get older, the onset of impairment or illness or injury can set in. When John would finally die, would the Lord receive him into glory? Do you think John struggled with fear ever? Now that's John, but you are you. Fear can set in quickly Like a strained back muscle Or it can grow slowly on us Like a long and twisted beard Fear can pile up over the years Like garbage in a landfill Fear is the topic that John takes up with us today By God's Spirit And he urges you and me Whether we're young or old, male or female Get rid of fear by Christ's perfect love and as we grow in Christ's likeness. Different people struggle with different fears. Some are afraid of heights. Others are afraid of the dark. Some are afraid of public speaking. Others are afraid of insects. This past year, people have had a lot of different fears. Fear of germs, fear of economic shortfalls, fear of national instability, fear of violence, all kinds of fears. Human fears have been boiled down to five main categories. The fear of failure, such as losing the big game or losing your job. Fear of rejection, your friends shunning you or your children not wanting to have anything to do with you. Fear of losing control, having to give the car keys over and enter the nursing home, fear of dismemberment, like losing a limb or an organ, or ultimately fear of death. Everyone has some fears that they struggle with, but John reminds us what makes fear so terrifying. He says, fear has to do with punishment. The first time we read about fear is in the Bible, Back in the Garden of Eden, after Adam and Eve ate that fruit, they did not love God enough to keep their mouths closed by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they were guilty and ashamed. They heard God walking in the garden, and they were afraid, so they hid. They knew they deserved punishment. Fear has to do with punishment. Even today, Those who murder or steal or abuse fear punishment. God's representatives in government, those authorities, hold terror for those who do wrong, whether that's fines or imprisonment or even the death penalty. Fear has to do with punishment. Those who do not pray persistently or worship the Lord regularly should be afraid. Those who do not love God, those who do not honor their parents, those who do not discipline their children, should be afraid. Those who do not offer things to God, bring God their first and best. Those who do not leave their life of sin should be afraid. Fear sooner or later because Jesus says, don't be afraid of those who kill the body but can't kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. That's the Lord. Each of us, you and I all, have a sinful nature that should be scared to death. But what about other fears? Fears that people have that aren't necessarily from their own specific sin. Well, all fear is rooted in the consequence of sin, the curse of sin. Even if it's fear of drowning or fear of heights, that's connected with with death, which is from the curse of sin. Fear has to do with punishment, or fear of insects, or dogs, or of wild animals. That's because of the fall into sin. In the beginning, God told Adam and Eve to subdue the earth and rule over the animals, but That's not the way things are like since the fall into sin. Fear of violence and fear of abuse. That's because we live in a sinful world with other sinful people all around us. Fear has to do with punishment. It's all rooted in the curse of sin. About five years ago in Buffalo, New York, a man woke up early in the morning and he smelled smoke. (laughs) He looked around, and his house was on fire, and not just a little bit. It was engulfed in flames. He ran and threaded the needle, ran around and between and through flames to go and get his daughter. He hurried her out of the house, his eight-year-old daughter. She made it out of the house, though she was badly burned. But then this man, he realized his wife and two younger children were still in the home, he ran back in. The wife and the two children ended up surviving. But the man, the father, the husband, did not. He was driven by love. Love for his daughter, love for his children, love for his wife, love for his family. And that drove out fear. He wasn't afraid. He didn't hesitate or hold back. He ran into the flames. He was driven by love, and that love drove out fear. John says here that perfect love drives out fear. And that's what our Savior did. The man in Buffalo, he loved his family, but not perfect love. Jesus has perfect love. He rushed into this collapsing world. He inhaled our guilt and our pain. He heard the raging all around him. He felt the the crackling and the stinging on his skin. He went to the cross, not just to risk his life, but to give his life perfect love for you and for me. Perfect love that drives out all fear. Because there at the cross, Jesus took our punishment. He took our hell. He took our curse. So we have nothing to fear. Jesus' perfect love drives out our fear. That means we can be convinced that neither height nor depth, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither angels nor demons, neither life nor death, can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have nothing to fear. That perfect love of Jesus drives out fear. We can get rid of fear as we look to Jesus' perfect love for us. John also says, This is how love is made complete among us. So that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. John wants you and me to have confidence on judgment day. Because John knows there's going to be a lot of fear on judgment day. God showed John what judgment day was going to be like. In Revelation, John saw uh, the rich and the mighty, he saw generals and royalty, slave and free, all people in this world, of this world, running in terror, calling to the mountains, Fall on us, hide us from the wrath of the Lamb. John saw the wicked being trampled like grapes in a wine press. John saw the fiery lake of burning sulfur, the smoke of which went up forever and ever fear and terror all around on Judgment Day, but he says we can have confidence on Judgment Day. We can be like Jesus in this world. Now, John is not saying that by our own effort, our own goodness, we can try to be more like Jesus, and because of our efforts and goodness, we will skate through Judgment Day. That's not what John is saying. But John is saying the more we are like Jesus the more confident we can be that he is in us and we are in him. The more we are like Jesus, the more reassurance we have that we are connected to him by faith. So he urges you and me, be like Jesus, live like Jesus, serve like Jesus, obey like Jesus, love like Jesus, even if it means Suffering like Jesus in this world, even if it means going through loss like Jesus, even if it means being hated and killed like Jesus. Don't just listen to Jesus. Don't just pretend to be like Jesus. Be like Jesus and have confidence for the day of judgment. John also says here that love is made complete among us Jesus' love is perfect, but ours isn't. Ours has room for growth. Our love needs maturing. And How does that happen? As we listen to Jesus, as we spend time with him in his word, as we hear and learn his teachings, as we trust in Jesus, as we reflect on Jesus' washing with water in the word, as we receive Jesus' supper... He makes us more like Him. That's God's Word. By His Spirit, to make us more like Jesus, by His Word, by His Gospel. Be like Jesus. Drive out all fear. Get rid of fear by growing more like Jesus. We don't know how much the Apostle John struggled with fear. Some of us struggle with fear more than others. But we do know that our ascended Savior Jesus drives out all fear for us. He is there interceding for us, going between us and God, reminding the Father of his sacrifice for us. There is no more punishment for you and me. No more fear of punishment for sin. No more fear of condemnation. John got to see the Ascended Jesus. In Revelation 1, there's a description of that. A long robe with a golden sash, eyes like blazing fire, hair white as snow, feet glowing like hot bronze, his face shining like the sun. The Ascended Savior reminded John, I am the living one. I once was dead, but now I live again. Never to die. This is your ascended Savior. This is your Jesus. This is the one who always lives to intercede for you. Who drives away and chases away all of your fears. Get rid of fear. By looking to Jesus' perfect love. By growing in Jesus' likeness. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We sing the Te Deum. bring forward the offerings. Congregation may be seated. Jesus, we praise you for ascending far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given in the present age and in the one to come. You always live to intercede for us at God's right hand. Set us apart as your holy people, free from fear and eager to serve you. Holy Spirit, we give you thanks for bringing Nora Bell Grunwald into the kingdom of God today by water and the word. Keep her connected and growing in Christ. Give her parents faithfulness to raise her in her Savior. Heavenly Father, we give you glory for the healthy birth of Emerson Donald Redue, son of Justin and Aaron. Please be with this young and growing family, grant healing from the delivery, and give Emerson new life in baptism soon. Lord God, in the beginning you established marriage for the good of all people. We praise you for the 50 years of marriage you've given to Neil and Sharon Paul. You have been faithful to them in sickness and in health, through blessings and struggles. Thank you for the gifts of family and togetherness. In your grace, give them many more years together here and all eternity together with you. Heavenly Father, we also thank you for each year we have to serve you and live under your grace in this life, especially for the 90 years that you've given to Janet Bitter as she celebrates her 90th birthday today. Please watch over her, Keep her close to you and looking to you every day for every good thing. Heavenly Father, you give us representatives in this country and in this land who help maintain peace and help punish the wrongdoer and commend those who do good. We ask you to please watch over Jordan Stelb, grandson of Dick and Janice Stelb, who will be sworn in on Monday as a police officer for the city of Sheboygan. Please give him faithfulness in his duties. Please bless him and all law enforcement in our county and state and country. And in Jesus' name, we also join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: You have brought us safely to this new day. Defend us with your mighty power and grant that this day we neither fall into sin nor run into any kind of danger. And in all we do, direct us to what is right in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Let us praise the Lord. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord's face ever shine upon you. The Lord grant you peace for all your days.
0: continue with the closing hymn. Thank you so much for joining us in God's house this morning. A couple of announcements. First of all, between services today, we continue with our Bible studies. We've got study on heaven and hell in the gymnasium, a uh, study on Mark's gospel in the commons, uh, Sunday school is going on down in the school wing, and youth group in the far left classroom. Today is youth group's final uh, study on Gideon. Then we also have Uh, Pioneer outing this afternoon down at Pine Ridge uh, near Waldo and uh, is there anything that either of you men would like to highlight on that? Jim? Thanks, Jim. And that starts at one o'clock, you said? Yes, one o'clock. And then the uh, racing
2: is gonna be like four o'clock and then uh, we'll have there about
0: five thirty. Okay, thank you. Any other announcements to highlight before this month's Wells Connection? If not, we'll show this month's Wells Connection.